listen to the sermons that we preach in this church. You can go in Sermons from the Swamp. Uh, you can go. You can go to uh, Apple uh, po- uh, Podcast, or you can go to uh, what is it, Lil Lloyd Anchor? Uh, what's the other one? Swatterfly or Spotify, whatever you call it. You can listen to the sermons if you type. <laughs> go to Homes Fellowship Sermons from the Swamp. It ought to come up. And you know, you, God has called us. And we're not only preaching to you, Amen. Oh man, we're trying, and you know. We talked about that soon. I'll get a chance. Little Lord, we're going to have some classics from the swamp, which will present the brothers that used to preach here. We're working on trying to get that on the internet. Brother Mike and Brother Kuhn and all these brothers that preached for years. We, I don't know how progress we are, but we work, we're working on that. I'm going to call it classics from the swamp. <laughs> well, our brothers are going to be able to. Hear their voice so anywhere in the world. Hallelujah. That's something. <laughs> you never thought in the back sticks of Coda Homes that somebody in England could pick up this message and hear it. My God, where have we gone? <laughs> but it's like Jesus said in the last days, this gospel will be preached throughout the whole world, and then the end shall come. So Coda Holmes is going to play a little part in that, amen? The church here is going to preach the gospel to somebody in Germany, maybe, somebody in England, somebody in Russia. Hallelujah. That's exciting. <laughs> Hallelujah. We might never meet him, but we get to heaven one day. He says, I heard your sermon on the swamp. Or that, and, you know, I gave my life to Jesus because of what you preach. <laughs> I said, man, I'm going to have a Holy Ghost fit of that. <laughs> God is good. So we're going we, to, I'm going to encourage you uh, to go and do it. Look, look at that. It's a chance we can share this gospel with the world. Amen. Amen. Listen, you don't have to now to have a big old church and millions of dollars. You can go on internet. I don't like a lot of what's going on here, but that is a good thing. Amen. The devil can use it. We're going to use it too. Hallelujah. <laughs> we're going to preach the gospel, right, Lord? <laughs> Amen. What a wonderful thing, praise God. And I just want to encourage you, praise God, to go and listen to those things. I mean, uh, God is good. God is good. He's making a way. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that's here this morning. And Lord, I thank you that your word is alive. Your spirit is alive here in Coda Homes, Lord God. And that we welcome your Holy Spirit in this place. And move today, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I was just, I was, uh, I have a message ready. I want to preach it, but the Lord kind of brought me in John chapter 1. If you want to turn, I want you to, I want you to turn to the scriptures today if you got a Bible. If you don't, well, but they got one next to you somewhere. I think we have a couple of them sitting there. It's important to me that you listen to the scriptures today, okay? Listen, I'm only the crackpot that gives it. <laughs> I want to, <laughs> I want to have a little part, you know what I'm saying, in what God is doing, and I hope you too. Praise God. God is calling His church to receive this morning. You said it this morning. I was saying that song, "Receive this healing." Healing is here. <coughs> Freedom is here. Okay. I was just thinking when I was I was singing and I was writing it down. Let me get my glasses on. 
till I get to heaven. I guess I still need them. <laughs> okay. Amen. He was in the world, and the world was made through him or by him, and the world did not know him. Whoo, brother. You're just looking at what Jesus has done and created. And everything you see outside of these walls, when you walk through life and you look at life itself and look at the, the, the vast cosmos and the, and the creation, you say, who made that? Jesus made it. The Father made the Holy Ghost. And through him, or by him, the King James says, all things exist. He came to his own, in verse 11, and his own did not receive him. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We better wake up, brothers. Because if you're coming any other way but through Jesus, there's no salvation. I made it my mind when I took over this church, I was going to preach one way. I was going to preach Jesus. I wasn't going to preach the Coda Homes Fellowship way. I wasn't going to preach the Catholic way, the Baptist way, the Methodist way. I was going to preach Jesus. That that word would be alive in our hearts and lives and it would burn in us. That Jesus, my Lord God, the, the Jesus would burn in our spirits, the life of God, the creator of all the universe would relate, uh, build a relationship with us that we can fellowship with him. That don't make any sense to the common. How could Jesus talk to you? <laughs> Why would Jesus want to say to you, I don't know, but thank God he does. Hallelujah. Thank God he says something to Lanny Hayes, praise God. Thank God he reaches out and says, you are my son and I'm going to bless you. If you listen to my word and do exactly what I said, follow me. Listen to me. Receive from me. Because I am the only word of life that matters. The world is falling apart. But thank God it ain't my world. Everybody's distracted in the Depressed in the church about the government, about this man and that man and that. Listen, uh, listen, we ain't got time for that. We better get ready for the coming of our Lord. We better get ready for Jesus Christ because he is the only one that matters. I voted for somebody 30-some years ago, almost 40 years ago. I ain't lost my vote yet. <laughs> Praise God. He's still on the throne. Hi. He's still sitting, God of God and King of Kings, still supreme over everything we have. You think I'm going to trust in man if he's, he's all universe, he's all supreme? Never lost my vote yet. <laughs> Never lost it. My Lord, I don't know about you, but man, we're going to have church this morning. How can you miss out on Jesus? Why would you want to follow anyone else but Jesus? Unfortunately, there are those that do. And I want to talk to you about a side of God you ain't never heard of. You're not going to hear it in a modern church. Listen, just turn with me. And I want you to turn to Proverbs. I'm sorry, let's start in Psalms, chapter 32. Is God angry? Oh, yes. Is God displeased with society? Oh, yes. Is God displeased with religion? Oh, yes. Mostly religion. Because judgment begins at the house of God. It starts with me and you. It starts with those that claim to have faith. 
God is, being, God is trying to reach out to his church. Verse 8 says this. I will instruct you and teach you. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. Who is he? He's, he's Biden or Trump or the Democrats. or the, No, he ain't none of those guys. Hallelujah. It's Jesus. If you want to know what is right and what to do, Jesus said, I'll teach you. I'll set your feet on the path that you have to go. I'll, I'll make a way for you. You just have to obey my voice. Hallelujah. I'll teach you in the way you should go. And I will guide you with my eyes. <laughs> you want to know what? <laughs> Listen, when my wife gets mad at me, I just got to look at her eyes. You don't have to say much. <laughs> I say something, she just, you know, she ain't happy. The vibes don't connect. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to start some trouble this morning. Listen, it don't feel right when the eyes start talking. Right, Ramona? It don't feel, uh, listen, when I, when I was, when I come in the house and I ain't happy, the whole house feels it. I could walk in the house and not even say nothing. What's going on, man? What's the matter? What happened? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> Your eyes are talking. <laughs> I speak. The Lord said, look at my eyes. <laughs> if I'm happy, you'll notice. If I ain't happy, you're going to notice, right? <laughs> oh, boy, you're quiet. <laughs> listen, listen. God has some good eyes, but he also has some angry eyes. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop preaching. I'll, I'll go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, I will guide you in my eyes. Do not be like a horse or a mule. <laughs> listen, I've been listen, I've been mule-headed a lot of times. And in the face of God, too. God says, Lanny, stop it. I think I want to do it this way, God. I want it my way. You put that bit in that horse, the only way you can guide that horse is if you turn the, 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 the bridle. He, he's not going to go in his own will. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I said that horse is not going to go on his own power. you got that bridle and you're holding him, go there, go there. And sometimes you got to whip him. <laughs> Listen, God got to whip sometimes. Try to make a horse come to you when there's no bit in his mouth. He's going to run from you, right? No, don't be like a mule, a horse, or a donkey. I like to use the other word, but it ain't very proper. <laughs> you can't be guided by nothing but by the power of God and his word, right? Why is God angry? Listen, I want to preach to the church, brother. I'm not, listen, I, when the church can't hear God's voice and it's stubborn, God will not move. God will not move in this church if we don't hear his voice, if we're going to fight it. It's just like that mule in that horse. If God's got to force you, come on, Holy Ghost. 
Listen, I'll come to church because I want to come to church. God don't have to put a bit in my mouth and say, go to church or go pray or go read my Bible. My Lord, I feel like preaching hallelujah. Listen, he don't have to strangle me and say, go before I put you in hell. Read that Bible before I send you destined to destruction. Just Lanny, time to pray. I hear it. You ever heard that? Lanny, it's time to read. And you know, when I don't do it, I feel it the rest of the day. Because what I was supposed to receive when I was praying and reading, that was my daily strength, right? That was what's supposed to encourage me and build my faith. If I don't got nothing feeding my faith, I'm going to die. I'm going to die, okay? He says, which have no understanding over the mule or the horse, which must be harnessed with a bit or bridle, else they will not come near you. Many, verse 10, sorrow shall be to the wicked. Now listen to this, praise God. See, the wicked don't want to do God's will. I always said I was supposed to keep my hands in my pocket because I'm always waving my hands around. <laughs> Many are the sorrows of the wicked. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. Well, the wicked look like they're doing okay. No, they're not doing okay. There are many that's killing themselves with alcohol and committing suicide and drugs. And, and listen, they're free as birds. They're living their life with all the sin they want. What happens? I can go count you people that's been rich. People that has uh, had money and fame and committing suicide. Well, if they're so happy, why are they doing it? Because money will never replace God. Come on, Holy Ghost. Man, money will never replace the peace of God. Money will never set people free from disease or sickness. Or give them a ticket into glory. It won't happen. We all like money. But money is not the answer. Come on, Holy Ghost. The, the wicked, they're they, they striving for that. That's all they have. They, all they have is getting rich and getting money and getting fame and getting everything they need and new houses and new cars. That's all they live for. But there's no peace. How many of you remember Elizabeth Taylor? This lady had all the fame, all the money. She'd been married about 20 times. Something's wrong. She's trying to find peace in another husband. <laughs> it will happen. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. How many times the wicked go after things that just constantly destroy them and they think it's the answer? They think, I got to keep getting, driving harder to get closer to my, my, my money, my fame, my, 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 my prosperity on this earth. What's going to happen when you die? <laughs> Charles Finney, I think he was, he said he was practiced to become a lawyer. And he was a, a, a preacher of the gospel, man. Thank God. He, he said he, he was walking into uh, his troubles. He just didn't have no peace. One man went to him. He said, uh, what are you doing with your life, uh, Charles? He said, well, I'm, I'm going to school. I'm going to become a lawyer. Well, that's good. He says, what are you going to do after that? I'm going to earn a lot of money. Get rich. Okay. What about that? Well, I guess I'm going to get old and retire. So what about after that? I guess I'm going to die. <laughs> what about after that? <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. 
What about after that? And he said the man got under conviction, found him an old log in the woods, and he came out free than he's ever been in his life. My God, what a message, huh? He dropped his law practice and became a preacher of the gospel. Till today, he's known as one of the famous preachers of the past because of his denial of self-indulgence, self-want, self-what-self-desire. But he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him. Verse 11, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. Shout for joy. And all you upright, you know what we're missing in the church? We need to get back to shouting. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy God. Hey, hallelujah. I'm awake some of y'all up. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to worship. We need to bring the shout back in the church. <laughs> I'm getting stuck in my glasses right here. <laughs> We need to bring the songs of praise back in the church. We need to rejoice in the Lord back in the church. We need to shout. Man, it feels good to shout. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. Listen, listen. Well, you go to church, everybody's quiet and sleeping and dead. Well, that's not in this church, hallelujah. <laughs> we don't want no sleeping dead. They could go to a funeral home and get that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I dropping? My glasses again? That thing? <laughs> okay. You can find that in the funeral home. <laughs> I don't want to belong to a dead church. Okay. Okay. Now look. If you got the fear of God in you, thank God for it. If you got the grace of God in your life, if you're living a Christian life, now I'm not saying you're perfect. Not even, listen, when I'm, I'm going to read you something, what, what is the, who is the wicked? The wicked is those that turn their back on God, right? My question is, how does God feel toward the wicked? You ever stop and ask yourself, when the Bible, let me, let me read this to you. <laughs> now, I might throw a, a, little, a little wrench in your, in your philosophy, but listen to me. Turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs, and I'm going to come back. I'm going to show you something. I'm not going to keep you too long. Just let me get this off my chest, all right? <laughs> no. I, I, listen, y'all. This morning, I was praying. And I know what I'm fixing to say. Most churches won't even come close to even speaking it. Because we don't want uneasiness in the body of Christ. We don't want to tell you, a lot of people don't want to tell you what God is really like. When I say God is angry, He's angry, okay? And He's angry with the wicked every day. My Bible says that. I didn't write that. He's angry at the child molester. He's angry at the, 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 the adulterers and the fornicators and, the, and all of those people that just don't want to submit to God. Now, I know people deal, they're dealing with things in their life, and that's, I understand that. God is reaching out. They, they're struggling. God said, help me, Jesus. I can handle that, Brother Lawrence. I can handle somebody that wants to get right with God and fight in a battle. But those that just say, I don't want God at all. I don't need Jesus. I don't need the Bible. I don't need prayer. Where do you think they're at with the Lord? <laughs> Watch. They're fools. 
The Bible says that fool that said in his heart, there is no God, is an abomination to the Lord. We should never sit there and agree with fools. We can't have a conversation with a fool. We can't agree together with a fool. When a fool says there is no God, tell him you're destined to hell and you need to repent. Don't listen to his philosophy because it's trash. Don't listen to his wisdom because it's no good. The minute they start justifying their lives and justifying sin in their lives, you listen, they start just, don't agree with them. The only thing you agree with is this this book. Now I'm going to ask you because I want you to read it yourself, okay? In Proverbs chapter 26 verse 3 says this. A whip is for a horse. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to get whipped. <laughs> you don't want to get God. <laughs> Listen, I've gotten whipped already in my life, and I don't like it. But if you don't want to get whipped like a horse or bridled like a donkey, he says, and a rod is for a fool's back. A rod, that is something that you get struck with when you don't want to listen, when you don't want to obey. God's rod is waiting for you to strike you on the back. Listen, I got stung by some little switches, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that stuff hurts, man. Swick, swick. You can hear the wind whistling through through the stick. Bow. When you see that coming, <laughs> run. <laughs> I'm going to preach a message one call. Uh, what's that? Woodshed theology. <laughs> Listen, when I'm after my daddy passed away, I tell that story. I, I was running out of the house. I was about I'm seven years old, sticking my tongue in my mouth. <laughs> I done that already. My grandfather snuck up Lawrence, and he laid me a slap till I now nah, ain't forgot it today, 50-something years later. <laughs> and I mean, listen, there was no child, nobody calling child abuse. There was no, and look, I, land, I remember myself on the ground. And you know what? I didn't look at him and say, how dare you hit me, old man? I'm going to call the child support people on you. <laughs> <laughs> he laid me a slap. I never forgot the day. I was more seven years old. Slap, slap a little child. You're going to hurt his personality. He did hurt it, all right? <laughs> it's called the Board of Education on the Seat of Learning. <laughs> we don't want God slapping us <laughs> because it's going to hurt a whole lot more, all right? But he said, do not answer a fool according to his folly or according to his sin. Now, now that means you can't agree with an idiot. A fool is a fool, right? When he starts denouncing God and starts justifying his life, he's a fool. Well, that ain't nice, Brother Lanny. But it's the truth. My Bible says that fool that says in his heart there is no God. You can't agree with a fool. How does God feel about a fool? And it says in the last phrase, it says, unless you become like him. 
Don't agree with a fool. Don't agree with his folly. Don't agree with his argument. You're going to be just like him. Listen, I ain't got time, especially the Lord fixing to come back to agree with fools, brother. Listen, it's time for us to wake up, praise God. There is only one way and one word, and that's Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't care what you think and what you feel. If you don't bend to that, that word, you will die and go to hell. And that's a hard statement, but it's the truth. I ain't going to lie to you this morning because if you don't know Christ as your Savior, come up. You don't have to die and go to that place. Hallelujah. That, the, listen, God doesn't prepare hell for men. Man was prepared for the devil and his angels, that, that, that place called hell. I was telling Janice this morning, I could think about people I love dearly that are burning in that place. That died without God. Forever in torture. And there ain't no religion going to get them out. And there ain't no prayers going to get them out. That's it, praise God. When you die, that settles it. It's finished. You serve God now. I'd rather serve the Lord now. People say, what if you're wrong? But what if I'm right? Huh? But what if you're wrong? Well, I'd rather take a chance of being right than being wrong. Because if I'm wrong and I die, I won't know. But if I'm right and I deny it, I'll know. I'll know it for eternity in eternal judgment. People say, you're living on cloud nine. Let me leave me alone, praise God. <laughs> I like where I'm at. Hey, if, if you don't want it, that's your business, but I like where I'm at, praise God. I want to serve God with my life. Amen. I want to, listen, when, when I close my eyes, I want to know that I'm leaving this place with amazing grace on my bread. Hallelujah. Praise God, the old rugged cross. Hallelujah. I want to know I'm singing something of God's mercy. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 6, and I'm going to read this to you because this is the controversial. Now, believe me, I'm, I, what I'm fixing to share with you, I am a God-loves preacher. I believe God loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. But there is another side to God on how he deals with wickedness. The Bible says, and I'm going to quote it for you, but you can go ahead and look for it later. Chapter 5 of Psalm, verse 5 says, You hate, God hates all workers of iniquity. <laughs> Wait a minute, I thought he loved everybody. But my Bible, when I say workers of iniquity, I'm thinking of somebody that just constantly rebels against God, constantly wants to fight God, constantly wants to push sin. He, that's their life. Their life is a world of iniquity. And they hate God. And they hate God's way, and they hate, the Bible says God hates all workers of iniquity. Go ahead and read it yourself. Don't think I'm making that up. Now, there are people that are fighting with sin right now. I fight with it sometimes. God don't hate me, Lawrence. But not only, you know, he, he, God's dealing with my heart. He wants me to live for him. Listen, for those that just defy God and separate themselves from God, don't want nothing to do with the Lord. Bible says God hates all workers. Their main goal is to defy God's word. Their main goal is to push sin. Their main goal is to, to, to promote ungodliness. That's what I'm talking about when God hates all workers of iniquity. I don't believe anybody in here is a worker of iniquity. Now, you might fall short. You might fall short in sin. But you don't hate God. You're not out there practicing sin and, and wanting to promote your, the wickedness. That's what I'm talking about when God hates all workers of iniquity. A, a person that's in iniquity, is sold out to sin. Now I'm asking a question, another question. Does God hate the devil? Oh, yes, he does. Come on. Listen, people say, well, God can't hate. Well, does he hate the devil? 
Boy, y'all looking at me strange. Seriously. Does God hate the devil? Somebody say, answer me. Yes or no? No, somebody that has sold into Satan, sold his life to Satan, and don't want to serve God, wants to serve Satan for the rest of his life, does God love that person? Watch, I'm going to prove he don't. Now, see, that's where we've been misconceiving. I had, you know, we all brought up God loves everybody. God so loved the world, he made a way that men don't have to perish, the ungodly and the godly. But when they reject that, their soul, their life to sing. Watch. Verse uh, 12. Just so you know, I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want you to believe he's lying. Chapter 6, verse uh, 12. Well, let, let, let me read this first before I get to that one. I'll, I'll have it written down. This is not a wordless person. A wicked man walks with a perverse mouth. What does that mean? It means everything comes out of his mouth is ungodly. He doesn't speak life. He speaks death. He doesn't speak righteousness. He speaks sin. A person that speaks with that kind of mouth, and all that ever comes out of his mouth is wickedness. He don't know God. He has no conce conception of who God is. He has no idea of what the Lord is, who he is. He lives for his father, the devil, right? He walks in perverse mouth. He winks his eyes. He shuffles his feet. He points his finger. He's perverse in his heart. He devises evil continually, and he sows discord, dividing people. Now pay that attention to that one little word, discord. Watch. Let me, let me, let me find my, my verse again, okay? Chapter, what did I say, chapter 6, verse 12? Hallelujah. God is good, amen? That's what I just read. Okay. I want to make sure I'm in the right spot, people. Let me, let me, let me get, my, get my, my place. Turn with me to chapter, uh, chapter 5 of Psalms. I'm sorry. Go to chapter 5. Oh, bear with me. I got a little few little things written down, but I'm going to show you. To know that I'm not lying to you, okay? God forbid that I'd want to I'd wanna, I'd wanna lie to you. Amen? Chapter 5 of Psalms. Verse 5. And he's talking about the wicked, okay? There is no faithfulness in their mouth, Right? So if you're looking for a wicked to give you the answer, give you confidence, don't look for it. There is, their inward parts is destruction. And their throats that open capture are open tomb. They flatter with their, their mouths. Amen? And verse 5 says this. And I'm, I'm reading verse 9, but I'm going, let me go to verse 5. The boastful shall not stand in his sight. You hate all workers. Of iniquity. That's what it says. You hate all workers of iniquity. This is God's character. All right? This is God's character. This is what God hates. We're so filled with love, the love of God and thank God for it. But we don't look at the other side of God. Right? How he feels towards sin 
and those that are buried in iniquity. I didn't write that, okay? God put it in the Bible because he wanted us to know how he felt towards sin, right? So if we don't look at what God is saying to us, and I go back to when in the New Testament it talks about Jacob and Esau. The Bible is very clear that Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Now, if God didn't mean hate when he talked about Esau, did he really mean love when he talked about Jacob? What's the opposite from wrong? Right. What's the opposite from hate? Love. Now, it's not a hate like we hate, okay? I think it's a righteous hate. And a hate that, that proves that God is righteous, okay? He's not going to tolerate sin in this world. When the people, of, the people of, of this earth say we don't want God, when they decide they don't want nothing to do with God, then they make a decision that I am a son of Satan. I am in league with the devil, right? Thank God God deals with hearts. God knows where their hearts are. I'm not saying that he can't reach these people. But if they make a, 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 a decision not to serve God in their heart, don't look for the love of God because it won't work. I hate to preach that, brother, but it's true. I didn't write this book. God wrote it. The Bible says, these six things do the Lord hate. <laughs> Yea, seven are abomination to him. Let me, let me get, my, get my passage of scriptures, okay? Uh, God is not playing when he talks about this stuff. I want to make sure that you, as a believer, understand where you stand with the Lord, right? These six things do the Lord hate. Back to Proverbs, chapter 6. What does God hate? Verse 16. Listen to this. Remember, you can go look that up for yourself, okay? I'm not, I don't take too much pleasure in talking about what God hates. Because people today are so filtrated with the love of God. They're so programmed to think that God is all love. But when it comes to sin, God is hate. Ooh. When it comes to iniquity, God hates when it comes to things that are not right, God hates. God hates the workers of iniquity. He hates, he hates idolatry. He hates lust. He hates pride. Now remember, I'm going to clarify something for you. This is God's character, not Lanny's, right? These six things do who hates? Read it for yourself. Somebody read it for me. These six things, so nobody knows I'm not making this up. These six things do the Lord hate. That's what it says. Not Lanny, not you, not Coda Holmes Fellowship. God hates. Yea, seven are abomination. What's that word abomination? God abhors it. God doesn't want nothing to do with it. He hates it. That word uh, abomination means he hates it. That's what it, that's what it means, right? And he says, a proud look. Oh, that's the one that we have a problem with. Huh? A proud look. Look at me, huh? Hmm. 
Look how great I am, huh? But Lord, ain't nothing, praise God. You ain't nothing. Without Jesus, we, we, we're just nothing. Destined for hell. A proud look. A proud look. A lying tongue. Oh. A lying tongue. When what that comes out of your mouth is lies, God hates it. People say, well, he's talking about their sin. Okay, let's say he's just talking about their sin. Just think about what he hates. Let's just, let's just talk about that for a minute. God hates me when I lie. hates my tongue. He hates when I lie. He hates when I show a proud look. You have a problem receiving that God can hate certain things. Well, let's just talk about him hating your sin then. For a minute, oh. <laughs> that scares me enough right there. <laughs> God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. And a heart that devised wicked plans for that are swift to run into call to do evil. Now watch. That's what iniquity is. Iniquity is, okay? That's what he, when he says he hates all workers of iniquity. Those are those that devise wicked imagination. Those are those that go out and try to hurt people. That deliberately try to cause sin and refuse to repent. Refuse to acknowledge God. Refuse to turn away from what they're doing. Hallelujah. A false witness who speaks lies. He must hate a, a lying a lot. He spoke, said it twice. He said it twice. And one who sows discord among the brothers. God hates a person that goes and causes division. Tries to tear jointed people apart. People of faith mostly. There was a, a story, a, a book I read on. It was called... Uh, Seven days with a witch. And what this was is a lady back in Omaha, Oklahoma. She, had, she was a witch. And she was ordered by the, the witchcraft church. She was, I don't call it a church. I call it Satan house. To go into this certain church and cause division. She went in there. But the Holy Ghost was too powerful. She ended up getting saved. <laughs> the devil never has the power God has. And he could never even come close. She got saved. But her whole family were witches. And they had her killed. Because she acknowledged the Lord. But Satan goes to church. Satan wants to divide people. I hope that's none of you, praise God, here today. But I know one doggone thing. If you're a divider, stop. Don't try to divide people. Bring them together. Unify them in the Lord. But if all a person is trying to do is cause haoc and cause division, God's not going to praise these people. Now, listen, I know this is kind of tough, but that's God's character. I, didn't, I can't change. I can't make God what I want him to be. He's not going to tolerate people hurting people or dividing people. Turn with me. <laughs> I go keep doing that. Well, let's go to 1 Corinthians real quick. Believe me, I'm not going to be too much longer. 
Because it's tough to preach stuff like this, seriously. Because I don't want people to get the wrong idea and saying, well, I'm saying that God hates people. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and according to what I'm seeing, if that person is sold out in iniquity and, and, and destined to cause, God does. Because that person has no, no desire to serve God. The Bible says God so loved the world, God commended his love toward us. What he said, that word commend means he offers it to us. There's not a person on this planet, lost or saved, that cannot give his life to Jesus. But when he makes a conscious decision, I want to serve Satan, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving my life to the devil. Then what is God supposed to do? I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to, I'm still, I'm still going to, what good is God's love for a man that don't want it? Right. God's love is powerful. God's love reaches the heart. God's love is there to save the soul. He's not going to waste it on stout-hearted, prideful, and ungodly people that don't want him. Now, sometimes it happens. Listen, I wasn't, I wasn't a good sinner. There's no such thing as a good sinner. <laughs> There's nobody in here that was a good sinner, right? But God touched your heart. And he knew that you would turn to him. So he dealt with you. And by doing that, your heart was broken, right? Our whole life is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believed in him should not perish. But I, That is the gospel. But not everybody wants it. There's a word that's used in the Bible called repubate. And what that means is that a person can get to the point where God can't even touch it. Well, no, can't even touch it. Because he has hardened his heart so much. He has, he has defied God so much that the Holy Spirit can't deal with him anymore. He's sold out to the devil. Paul made it clear that how do you know you're in the Lord unless you be repubate? Or unless you be cast off by God. Lord, I hate that word, Lawrence. I don't, listen, I don't even have to use it because it's, it's such a hard word because most of us don't understand. We, we could sit in church, listen to it. The more you reject, the more you reject God's word, the more you don't honor God in, in your life, and you start drifting the other way, you're in danger, bad danger. There's a man, I heard a story. Uh, what was it? There's a couple of stories, but I'm going to go with this one. There's a, little, a young lady that was a Christian. And she had backslid on God. And she started following the wrong crowd and with, with the people that weren't saved. And, and one day she was riding with a couple of fellas in a, in a car. And this is a true story. Thank God she came back to the Lord. These little fellas were playing on the radio and they caught a preacher. And he was preaching about the Holy Ghost. And... They started making mockery, sexual remarks about the Holy Spirit. And the little girls, man, stop, don't do that. Thank God she had enough sense. Don't do that. And they were, you know, making sexual remarks about the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden that car hit a tree and killed them. And the only one making it was a little lady. I can tell you right now, they're not in heaven. They're not. Because Jesus said, if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, there will be no forgiveness. Not in this life, neither in the life to come. What is the, what is the blaspheme? It's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's crediting something that's of God of the devil. And that's why I'm scared for people that call speaking of tongues of the devil. 
because it's not of the devil. When you start crediting things that's of God, listen, you, you don't, listen, I'm not talking you're doing it in ignorance, okay? I'm not talking about people that say, well, I didn't know. Well, that's understand. But to know what God says and to credit God's power and God's work to the devil is called blaspheming. I heard a man yesterday, man, I'll tell you what, I, 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 that man's in trouble with God. He's one of these famous preachers. He said, when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus became a child molester. I said, when you use that scripture, you know, where he says, uh, you know, uh, he became sin for us. That don't mean he became a sinner for us. It means he took your sins and my sins and he placed it on the cross. So when God looked at him, he saw sin, not his sin, my sin and your sin. Jesus became a child molester. Jesus became a rapist. Jesus became a, a drug addict. That man's in trouble with God, brother. He, listen, he, he better repent or he's gonna, he might die himself. That's blaspheming. That is calling Jesus no better than the perverts of the, of the world. I heard it. My wife, too. We heard I said, this man better get, he better get out behind that pulpit and find an altar somewhere before it's too late. My God. Calling Jesus all of that. And using one little verse of scripture that, that he took out of context. I like to talk to him. I said, no, it's your sin that was on that cross. It's what God saw. He didn't see Jesus' sin. Jesus paid the sin debt like that little ram that was, was slain uh, for, you know, for the priesthood. That, that little ram didn't do nothing. That little lamb didn't do nothing. But a sin debt had to be paid for your miserable life. So Jesus paid that. He didn't become, what, he didn't become a drug addict and a, a child molester and a, and a pornographer and an adulteress. He didn't come. No, that's, that's blaspheming. That man needs to get saved. He don't know what he done. It sickened me when I heard that. I said, I can't believe. I've heard some stupid stuff, but that is about the most stupidest I've ever heard. Most ignorant, idiotic. Oh, man, I, was, I got a little angry. I hate that. You ought to get righteously angry. Praise God. It's stupid stuff like that. Paul said it like this. I didn't write this, okay? <laughs> so if you get mad, get mad at the Holy Ghost and Paul, okay? <laughs> I'm only reading you what's in the Bible, all right? <laughs> okay. Chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, verse 11. Thank God we have the Bible, right? But now I have written unto you not to keep company with a brother that is a fornicator. If somebody calls himself a Christian and he's living in sin, you shouldn't have no part of him. If he doesn't repent of it, watch, let me read this to you, okay? But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named name a brother or calls himself a Christian who is a sexual, sexually immoral or a, pervert, a sexual pervert or covetousness or idolatry or reviler or, listen, this is hard, or drunkard. <laughs> Come on. Listen, if you're a Christian, you better not be a drunkard. Oh, I think I better preach something. <laughs> if you're a Christian, you better not be a liar. If you're a Christian, you better not be an adulteress. Because my Bible says here, or an extortionist, a liar, or even... To eat with such for what I've taught for what I have to what have I to do with you judging those who are outside? You can't even judge in the church. 
But he says, no drunkard. Let me read that again. As a matter of fact, let me go to, the, the, I wanted to read that, but let's go to chapter 5 of Galatians. This is the one, I, I'm, that one, I have that one down, but I'm trying to hurry. I shouldn't be in a hurry, but. <laughs> okay. My Bible says this, chapter 5, verse 19. Is drinking a sin? Yes. Is lust a sin? Yes. Come on, somebody. Is adultery a sin? Yes. Is fornication a sin? Yes. We shouldn't be feeding our spirits with these things, right? We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be receiving the things of this world. Verse 11. Now, brethren, I'm lost again. <laughs> Bear with me. Chapter 5. Brother, and I, if I still preach, no, that's not where I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in the right place. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Verse 21. I just make the, <laughs> the wrong number. It says, verse 19, that's where I'm at. Now the works of the flesh are these. Okay? Remember, I didn't write it. So if you're going to get mad, get mad at God, okay? And I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> now the works of the flesh are evident, or these, which are adultery. That if you're having sex outside of marriage, you are a sinner. Come on, somebody. If you're having sex with somebody else's partner, you are a sinner. Right? I know that's tough, but it's still the Bible, all right? Fornication, which is some two people that's not married having sex, is sin. Uncleanliness, lawlessness, idolatry. Now, you don't have to worship an idol to commit idolatry, right? You can worship a preacher. You can worship a wife or husband. You can worship anything. Anything that you place above God and choose to obey before God is idolatry, right? <laughs> Amen, brother Lenny. Golly, that's a good message, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you <laughs> Just as I told you, it says envy, murder, drunkenness. So if you're worried about if drunkenness is a sin, what could drunkenness do for you? Watch, I'm going to show you. Revilers, troublemakers, and like of which I tell you beforehand, and I've told you in times past, those which practice such things or do such things shall not, shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm fixing to close. Let me remind you something. If there's something in your house that's alcoholic, I'm not talking about cough medicine. The Bible said, don't bring a cursed thing into your house unless you become a cursed thing like it. Alcohol is a sin. Drunkenness is a sin. I didn't write this. Did you read it? Is it in your Bible? I believe that with all my heart. Listen, when I think about what that nasty stuff did to some of my family members, I get angry. When I think about the time it caused the wife to be beaten to a pulp or the husband to run around on his wife, and, and I was all involved in that nasty, dirty sin of alcohol. These things destroy. That's why I'm personally, you can feel how you feel. I feel that marijuana junk ought to stay legal. 
Because I watched that destroy my family members. I watched that start them on a road to sin. Some of them, some of them killed them, man, destroyed their bodies. Why, why in the world would I want that thing legalized? Already we got bad enough with alcohol. Destroyed minds of young men that I, I used to grow up with. Their minds were fried, Sister Kathy. They couldn't even think for themselves. Oh, but it's, it's, it's medically, uh, helps you medically. Huh? Didn't it help them? It fried their minds. Some died on that stuff. It's called drunkenness. Whether you smoke it or drink it, it don't matter. Hallelujah. Let me go to a little bit more. This is a sorcery, hatred. Oh, hatred, contention. That's people that strive to cause contention, okay? Jealousy. Oh, man. I never had, come on, don't lie to me. How many of you have been jealous before? Listen, every time I, I go to Walmart or somewhere and, say, and some, some lady be like, okay, honey, here's you. My wife gets jealous. And I do the same thing. But that's a good jealousy. God gets jealous. God is not going to share you with idols or anything else. The Bible said God is a jealous God, but that's the right, that's a good jealousy. But there's a bad jealousy. Jealous because somebody got a bigger house than you, a bigger car than you, got more money than you. And because, you know what I'm saying? No, you could go on and on and on and on and on and on. It's sin, right? Okay. Envy. Murders. Drunkenness. I'm verse 21 again. Which I tell you before, and then it goes on. But those are the works of the flesh, right? Those are the works of the flesh. Now, Where will you spend eternity? Are you on God's side or are you on the devil's side? Today, I'm going to stop here because, man, this is a hard mess. <laughs> it's draining me out <laughs> because the devil don't want it told. Is God all love? <laughs> Thank God he loved us. Seriously, I'm not talking about you as righteous and you love, you feed off of the love of God. I'm talking about when men and women or organizations decide they defy God, they don't want God, they don't want Jesus, they don't want righteousness, they want to live an ungodly and perverted life, and they sell their souls over to Satan and say, this is what we want. Now, I'll be honest with you, in my life as a Christian, I found myself doing this back and forth. I struggle with my, my faith. I struggle with others. I struggle with, with things. I struggle with life. But I never stop serving God. And you're the same way. But today, if you make a conscious decision, I don't want Jesus. I like my sin. I'm going to live it till I die. I'm going to live. I'm going to have a perverse mouth. I'm going to live whatever I want. You're in trouble. And I can't honestly say with a decision like that if God loves you or not. Because my Bible says he hates all workers of iniquity. That's what it says. I didn't write that, y'all. But it strange me to even say that. Because we were so bombarded with the love of God. You go read it for yourself. And you tell me what you think. And tell me if God is only love. Like I said earlier, I live off the love of God. I can't, I can't make it without the love of God. And he wants men to repent everywhere. God never prepared hell for men. The Bible says God prepared hell for the devil and his angels. But right now, it's opening its mouth and swallowing men 
whole. And there are people today I know that are there. People you know that are there. That's going to burn forever. Because they would not heed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? But that don't have to be you. <laughs> if you're not sure where you go when you die, let us pray for you this morning. Seriously, if you don't want to face... Listen, I, I know every day i got to depend on grace. Because the grace of God is something I don't deserve, right? When I think about God's grace, I think about a judge. Somebody that's making a decision whether you're going to spend eternity in prison or something like that. Now, even though the evidence is against you, that judge says today, I'm going to show you mercy. I'm setting you free. You deserve that? You deserve to die. But because the judge made a statement, and every word that comes out of his mouth is law, right? He decides to show mercy. He decides to show grace to the hearer. Man, I feel that, man. I feel that. Praise God. Hallelujah. He decides to show his love to that person. Because just somewhere in that person's heart, he can sense a spirit of remorse, right? A spirit of repentance. And they said, and my God, my judge, Jesus is offering you the same thing. Listen, if you're not born again, you're not going to heaven. I'm sorry. I wish I could preach something. I'm, listen, I'm responsible, man, to what, what I say behind this pulpit. And the Holy Spirit wants you to know you don't have to go to that place. You don't have to face eternal judgment. You can live for the Lord. You can get start today. Give your heart to Christ and live for the Lord. And I don't personally believe you're going to be perfect today even, but you'll have Jesus. Your heart will be started on a new walk with the Lord. I'm learning every day, y'all. Seriously, I, I, I'm growing every day. I've been served, saved 30-something years, and I ain't perfect yet. And you know what? <laughs> I must have had a lot to get rid of. <laughs> I had a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of junk in my trunk, hallelujah. <laughs> I had to empty out. <laughs> but I'm growing, man. I'm, I'm going to heaven because my heart is fixed on Jesus. And he's changing me every day. Amen? 